Can you hear me in your headphones? Yeah, sounds good. And we got another bonus episode of He Said, She Said. And this time we're going to be talking about Netflix this week. So stuff we've seen over the week on Netflix, our thoughts, our feelings on it. Um, stuff that either we thought was good or was terrible. And I'm joined by my lovely partner. Um, I'm going to hand you over to her. Go ahead. So t- tell me, what, what was the week like on Netflix? Well, this week we've been watching the new Korean series called We Are All Dead. Uh, all of us are all dead. Of us are dead. All, of, all of us are dead. I'm really bad with names of things and also names, names of actors, so I expect to be corrected a lot during this podcast. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So we've been watching this and I think it started off really well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's come off the back of Squid Games, which I think a lot of people have seen Squid Games. Yeah. And But I felt that it went on for too long and also it was a bit irritating at times because the characters didn't seem to have a plan at any point and just were running around until they got eaten. Yeah. I mean, the if you haven't seen it, I forgot to say at the top of this um, episode, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen any of the shows that we're going to talk about, Netflix shows we want to talk about, then that's your fault. You need to go away and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> we all talk about stuff that is happening in these episodes, in these series. And if you haven't seen them, that's on you. Well, we should give like, a very brief premise of what it is. So yeah, this is a Korean show. Yep. And it's, I think, from a book uh, or it was something, it's called something else. I think it was a web, web to, it was like a webtoon. I think they said something it was like something like that. And basically set in a high school in Korea. Yeah. And a zombie apocalypse breaks out um, and all the students have to try to survive. And it follows different students as they go through this experience. And then um, it kind of breaks out into the wider parts of Korea and what happens so um there's lots of different characters that the, the series follows but you watched it because you like quite gory things <laughs> <laughs> and i thought it was okay i mean i i think it is quite violent yeah it is it is quite gory but i'm not sure that i would necessarily recommend it all right we, we watched Squid Games. I think I feel like we watched Squid Games super early. We did because we were on that watching it, and then I think it was on episode six or seven, and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. Yeah, we always seem to be ahead of the curve. So we say. So we say. What what a thing to boast about. <laughs> we saw it before all of you, but um yeah. So this this all of us are dead. It starts out. It starts. I think it started out quite slow. Oh, it took like a full episode to get to the point where anyone became a serious zombie. And then... So it was following like the yeah. crushes that different students had on each other and, you know, which students are being bullied and which students are the bullies and uh, what their concerns are. Just normal high school life, I guess. Yeah. Which isn't terribly interesting. Not really. Because <laughs> I'm not in high school in Korea, so I don't really care. <laughs> And then I felt like, I felt like because they didn't have much to do in each episode, because it was, they were stuck in the school yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. 
And then when they finally got out of the school, I felt like they should have stayed because I got so used to them doing all their hijinks and running away from zombies and not being eaten or being eaten in the school that I felt like if they went outside, it would just become a bit pointless. And they did keep keep them in the school for pretty much the whole, almost the whole season. And we did have the breakout situation of some students who were bitten were half zombie, half human. Yeah. So they could still speak and they still had emotions. But, but every now and then would need a bit of a nibble on another student. Mm-hmm. That kept it interesting. Or your favourite character. Don't know his name. No, we don't know. Any, well, I don't know anyone's name. But um, the character, if you've seen it, who is the school bully, who basically survives having his eye pulled out, being stabbed, being eaten, turns into like the king of the zombies, but still human. <laughs> And then just roams around, punishing other zombies, turning other people into zombies. And then for some reason that I didn't quite grasp, has this grudge against another character called Chong... Chong Su? Chong Su. That might not be Chong Su. I think Chong... Anyway. It doesn't matter about the The guy on the... It was... He was the guy that was on top of... In the library... Do you remember no, when that it, was the eye scene. That was the eye poking. Yeah, scene. but yeah, that's, that yeah. But the reason why he's going after he's going after this kid is because that kid left him for dead. Wouldn't help him. Kicked him off the. Well, um, that's because he was a bully. Yeah, but what we have to appreciate is <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying the reason why he's going after this guy is even though in that scene he was trying to kill that guy, throw him off the. Um, they were on top library of bookcases. Stacks. Yeah, they were on top of the library stacks. They were having a fight. One of them was trying to throw the other one off. In the end, the one who's not the bully kicked the bully off. He fell, got bitten, um, but not before the that kid poked his eye out or poked his eye in with a, a, the edge of a mobile phone. Well, Remember? either way, basically, the, the bully who loses his eye spends the rest of the season Just, holding a massive grudge. Which was, re- that, was that was quite and weird. And then, yeah, it seemed a bit... It, you was, know, you yeah. would think that if you got bitten and you were like king of the zombies, you would you would have more pressing things on your plate than to go after one kid that you didn't like. What was the motivation? It just seems a bit... Anyway, I quite liked him because at least he had a bit of gumption about him. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he was quite inadvertently funny. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not sure I had a favourite character myself. Um, no, you didn't. I didn't, did I? No. I think his weird obsession with the other kid was entertaining, at the very least. And I liked the dad who was trying to get back to the school <laughs> and then ended up getting back to the school after, like, how many oh, episodes? But there was that really weird segue of the... There was a high school girl who was secretly pregnant and you couldn't really oh, tell yeah. she was pregnant. Yeah. And then in the middle of the apocalypse, she gives birth to a baby that is not a zombie baby. Shame. But it's just a regular baby, and she knows she's and she gets bitten, so she knows she's going to turn. So she ties herself up so she won't attack her newly born baby, and then that's it. So this whole storyline of pregnant teenager baby, she's dead. So then that's that, yeah. and then the baby is found by other characters who then look after the baby. But it's so weird. Like it feels that sometimes, and maybe I do understand this is like a Korean soap drama kind of thing where you have lots of different storylines running parallel to each other then then get tied up quite neatly which is very different from say a british soap Mm. or british season or american for that matter but yeah these random things would just happen 
And then next episode, that 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 be done then. She didn't look pregnant either. No. Like, there was no bump. Um, well, she did hide her stomach a lot with like folders and books and stuff, but it, I, mm, I didn't no. I didn't realize she was pregnant until her waters no. broke. Well, I, I I did say I think she's pregnant really early yeah. at one point, and I when I said it, I said to myself, she can't be because I've not. There's no evidence. I can't see anything that would suggest that she is pregnant. Even the fact that you're saying that she's covered herself with books and there was no real bulge behind those books. It was just like, they just decided, we're just going to get some random person to be pregnant. She's going to have this baby and then she's going to die. And someone's going to look after the kid. That she had, of all the kids going through the zombie apocalypse, she had the most stressful time because not only did she see the zombie apocalypse as they all did and then had to run away from it as they all did but she had to give birth alone in a toilet mm. that's like an extra level of stress you don't need in that situation agreed mm. like totally she had the worst day i do not disagree with you and then she turned anyway should we move on to well yeah we also have been watching or finished archive 81 which is a series um supernatural sci-fi mystery horror basically that's what they've called it yeah the main character is mamadou ati he has been in a few things um dina shihabi and evan jock johnny i think evan johnny if i'm wrong hopefully i'm not is the guy from oranges and new black he played the prison guard who got the you see, she's mouthing things to me. I, I can't say it on, <laughs> on, yes, he on the episode. Yes, he is. And he's also in um, that series about how to get away with murder. Is he? Yes. Oh, okay. So Dan Turner is the name of the character um, in this Archive 81. And he is employed by this kind of mysterious businessman who has his company, which nobody seems to know what the company does. Yeah. And he's employed to restore because this his main job is to restore old footage and videos and stuff, and he's really good at it. So he's employed by this guy to go to this remote location where nobody is, and he's the only person in this built big building in the forest. So this part of the building goes in like underground. It's like a bunker. It's almost like a, a massive place with a big bunker in, in the bottom, and he's just there restoring all these old tapes. And it gets trippy because as he's restoring the tapes, weird things start happening yeah, kind of so to him. The tapes are of this young woman who in the early 90s was trying to make a sort of video history of this building that had burned down in the 20s. Yep. And as he restores these tapes and watches these tapes, um, a some kind of demon seems to come out or get stronger through the tapes. So it also seems to be that the more he watches them, the more he's able to interact with the woman from the 90s. And it all seems to be kind of centred around the occult and demons and spirituality. And this building seems to be some kind of epicentre for this particular demon cult. And um, it's quite strange as it sort of blurs lots of lines. So you don't know if you're watching reality or something on the tape or just fantasy or if it's someone's imagination or if someone's just having um a hallucination or something so did you did you have a favorite character in this show archive 81 i liked the character that the orange is the new black guy played 
(laughs) (laughs) Who is the main character's friend. Yeah. And he runs his own podcasts about weird stuff. But I thought that his reactions and responses to things that were going on were quite realistic mm-hmm. and quite funny. And I thought he was what you would expect. Like if all this weird stuff was happening to you and you told your best friend, he acted like I think most people's best friends would act. And I quite like that. Okay. But I did not like the fact that it was genuinely quite scary and it made me jump. I, mm, yeah, I... When the demon came out through the screens? Yeah, but yes and no. Because I was thinking, if the demon's going to come out of the screen, then what? Like, you're in, you're in no, the forest. What, what I didn't understand was, <laughs> the demons were coming out of the screen, so he went around smashing the screen. Yeah. But why didn't he just unplug it? True. Or maybe he thought if he unplugged it, if his thing's already halfway out... Just smash it and then unplug it, or unplug it and then smash. Like double, double team it. Like just yeah. go all out. Just don't do half a job because there's a demon coming out. You want to make sure it doesn't come out. But kind of like plot hole, the demon's meant to come when there's a ceremony and it was coming at the TV. How off key was that? No, the demon was coming. Yeah, it got, it got its strength from the more the video was being watched. That's why you didn't really see it at the beginning. But there's, but there's a whole, there's a whole thing about it in the, in the series that there needs to be a whole like ceremony, and then certain people who have a certain bloodline need to be present to really bring this thing back. So it crawling at the TV was kind of like, okay, so yeah, we're just gonna. Had, if you had been there, you I, wouldn't I, just like be shrugging your shoulders. I feel as well because be- oh, if something was crawling at <laughs> TV, I would be like, oh, who's that? What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is. Is they kind of just forego, forego the whole, you know, elaborate process of bringing this entity, this demon into the real world and just thought, let's do, have it come out of the TV just to scare people a little bit whilst they're watching scary. the show in this episode. It was scary, it but was scary. Well, for you, but it was whatever for me. Anyway, it was, I, I enjoyed the series. I think I would definitely like to watch if there's I another one, series like two. Series two and three, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because I like the way it ended as well. That was really cool. I was expecting a twist, but that was a nice little twist. Oh, yeah, they got sucked into the other dimension. <sighs> Spoiler. But yeah. Well, if you're listening to this, then yeah. you should know there's going to be spoilers. Well, the girl who was in the 90s is now in the noughties. Present and day. Present day. And then he's, he's been back in. Back into the 90s. Yep. And until the day where Kirk Bain has just died. Oh, sad. So that puts it at 94, 95 ish. Yeah. yeah. Some points it felt like it was slowing down, but. It was still good. But everybody was a bit weird. The whole bit, everyone in the building weird. was a, just a bunch of weirdos. Everyone's weird. Like every, even a little but girl. Then let's change tack. Well, we've we've got we're going to talk about cheer. Was that what you were thinking of? I wasn't. I was thinking of the Tinder swindler. The Tinder swindler. Yeah, okay. which is difficult to say if you have a speech impediment. So the Tinder swindler is something that you were you were watching. I was listening in while I was doing it my was work. Totally watching. I was not. I was not watching it. I was. I was doing my work. You had it on in the background, <laughs> and then I had the hear, earphones off every so often, and I could hear what was going on, and I got sucked in. Eventually, so I'll give a. I'll give a pricey of what it's about. It is the true story of this guy, Israeli guy, who has a long history of being a con artist and a swindler, but he pretty much exclusively swindles money from women, and he funds a very lavish and opulent lifestyle whilst using other women's money 
and dating or cheating on multiple women at the same time and he um, basically puts these women in a situation where they believe he is in love with them and they're going to move in together and he basically forces, not forces, but there's no other option for them to take out loans in their own name, give him credit cards in mm. their name. So some of these women end up owing nine or more debt companies around $250,000. And he tends that he is the heir of a famous diamond company. It's not true. He is not. He just changed his name. And he um, finds these women on Tinder. Tinder. Hence, Tindler. Tindler. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name Tinder Spinder. So I thought it was really interesting because... Um, you get to hear the women's point of view and you can understand how this relationship unfolds. And I think it's very easy to say, oh, these women were duped or these women were silly or these women were unrealistic. But actually, they were not. I, I don't think that at all. And I think it could happen to anyone. And what most of us all want is true love. And if you find someone, they create this environment where you believe that they love you as well. Of course, you would do anything to help them. So I thought it was actually really heartbreaking and um, most of these women are still paying off the debts and I thought it was really, I'm not really a huge fan of true crime but I thought this was actually very sensitively done and well explained and the more women that know about this guy and can be warned about him the better. He is out in the world again, he got caught eventually and went to prison for and did like five months. So he was sentenced to 15 months, but he only did five months. And that was in 2019, end of 2019, 2020. So he is out and now he is back on Tinder and he has his own company where you can pay him to hear him talk about his amazing life. And I have no doubt that he's probably up to his old tricks again in some way. And he won't be the, the only man out there. You only have to see the newspapers to see there are plenty of men and women mm. conning other men and women under the guise of true love i found the entire show it was quite difficult to watch in parts because they're talking about being in love with this guy and it was the fact that he wasn't horrible to them at the start he wasn't um in any way like he listened he remembered details that they told him he would repeat them back he would ask how they're doing he would ask about family like he he made the he gave the impression of somebody who actually cared so when you watch it and you you kind of see what i'm talking about you would think that this is just a really nice guy as they were were explaining their experience about him but obviously you know it's going to go bad and i was sitting there listening to it in the background thinking I don't think this is going to go well for this lady talking on the TV right now. So I, had, I stopped, turned around, started watching it. And yeah, it kind of, when he, when you begin to see what he's really doing, he would be swindling one woman, get some money out of her, go off, fly in a, like a private jet to some other woman, spending the previous woman's money at parties and la- lav- on lavish stuff, and then start swindling the woman that he's with a bit more take her money, fly somewhere else to another woman, swindle this next person, but still we spending the money from the previous, this is the second previous, by the way, person, and he was just globe globetrot doing that to different women to the point where they began to realise that 
they were not going to get their money back and he would make up stories about how he's you know one big story that he made up was that he was being um, hunted and his people were after him and that's why some of them gave him a lot more money and it just it just got to that stage where you kind of think I hope and pray somebody finds him and somehow these women are able to one get their money back and two he goes to prison somewhere horrible and never comes out the reason he jets at you so much is because he didn't want to be caught by he was a wanted man in several different countries so mm. he didn't want to be caught by the authorities so if you spend one night in Madrid and then you fly to Copenhagen it's quite difficult for law enforcement with limited budgets to track so he did that but he also um his downfall was as a result of some of these women working together to give the information to newspapers to break the story to um go to the authorities and i don't think it happened overnight i think it was like a long concerted effort by mm. a group of these women and it was a dutch woman who um had been his girlfriend for 14 months and um it was at the point where he was his name had been splashed everywhere so he's running out of money had no income had no cash and she managed to basically pretend that she was still his girlfriend and she <laughs> managed to walk away with three suitcases of his designer clothes and watches and sunglasses which she then promptly sold on ebay and kept the money quite rightly because he'd swindled a lot of thousands of pounds from her and he kept she kept that money and um, she was the one that eventually informed the authorities about where he was going to land and so they could go get him. But that, I also think, is very brave of her because he was leaving her very abusive, aggressive uh, voice notes and texts. And obviously, yeah. I think that would be a very scary thing to go through. All the women, I think, were very impressive, but she in particular stood out, as well as even coming up with that plan of... Licking. Well, not licking. He gave her the clothes. <laughs> she saw the clothes. Brilliant. He packed the suitcases. Or no? She had to pack the suitcases. She, had, she packed the suitcases. He, he didn't help her. He didn't even. He didn't help her. Carry, yeah, he didn't help her carry it to the car or anything. He just, and she took it. Took it. And I like the way that Netflix did it. Is by um, she was talking about. As she's talking about it. You see this like an eBay page yeah. and the money sign, and it's like zero, and then all of a sudden it's like, like five grand, grand, six grand, yeah. yeah, ten grand, and she's just making all this because he had all the designer gear, and why not? If he's gonna give it to her because he thinks that she's gonna take it and help him out by selling it because she was working in um she worked in high fashion, so yes. she had connections, and he desperately needed cash, and he was trying to persuade her to sell her car, remortgage her house. Ask her parents for money. She said, no, why don't I just sell some of your clothes? And he thought that was a great idea. Jobs are good. But it's so rare that you get to hear of the victims in these scenarios getting some of their own back or getting the money back because it doesn't really happen. And don't forget that he opened a credit card and she found out she got the name, gave that name to the police, well, which then... he had had a credit card sent to her flat. Yeah, yeah. But it was taken out in the name, but it was his new false name. So he, he's got quite a few false names. So she was able to give that to the police and then they could track that as well. Clever mm-hmm. woman. I can imagine if you're in a situation. Um, would I would 100% do the same thing. <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> Take my clothes. Um, okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna. We got a choice. 
We got a choice. We got either we can we can talk about both or we can do an either or. Mm-hmm. So we can either talk about cheer cheer and mother android or talk about one and not the other and maybe talk about um too hot to handle because that's like free and i think we've done more than enough already should we just let's do let's do contrasting so let's do too hot to handle and mother android okay let's do mother android first then it's quite a brutal film you know but do you want to end on a brutal film or do you want to end on no i'm saying it is quite a brutal film oh you know it is quite a brutal film that is not don't watch this film if you're pregnant Spoiler just alert. don't <laughs> it's hard enough to watch if you're not pregnant so. but sh- yes um so the premise of this movie is um it starts out a boyfriend girlfriend situation and the girlfriend is not really feeling the relationship she's probably round about at the end she's She's, she's got the ick. She's over it. Yeah, she's about to leave. She that's played by Chloe Grace Mortez. Algie Smith or Olgie Smith is the boyfriend who's called Sam. So Georgia and Sam are together, but she's not really and she's pr- thinking about like ending it, but she finds out she's pregnant and tells him and then he's being really nice, but she's not really feeling the the, the love and the it's almost like he's. She feels suffocated. Whatever but then, he does, it's the whatever he says and does, it's yeah, the wrong thing. It's, yeah, and, yeah. And you kind of. So they go to this party. You kind of feel sorry for him, I guess, a little bit. Well, bit. they're very young. They are they? young. So they go. He to meant this, well. He did. They go to this party, and then you find out that it's in a version of now where everybody has robot butlers, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden these robot butlers go haywire and start killing everyone, and. Basically, the, this young couple are the only two people that get out of that party alive. And then it jumps to them basically living in the woods, fleeing for their lives. Most people are dead. Very few people are alive. The army's been called in. She's heavily pregnant by this point. They've been carrying around this huge medical book about how to give birth, which they've been trying to prepare for the imminent arrival of the child. And they have various options of getting safe passage, but boyfriend manages to mess that up for yes, them. Yes, royally. So annoying. And then um, they end up being chased in the woods by all these terrifying androids. And they meet somebody who seems to be friendly and helps them and gives them this sort of... Well, the boyfriend gets carted off by the scary androids. She's yeah. she's okay. He, This friendly person has looked after her. He gives her this kind of coat thing that makes her invisible to androids. It's kind of like bite, like a it, like a piece, a piece of hardware, pretty much. Imagine imagine a jacket with lights and and dots and flashes on yeah. it, and yeah, it it's basically somehow. some it, yeah, it's some bullshit. But who knows? Anyway, so she goes in to rescue him. He's all messed up. He'll probably never walk again. And they get out with the help of the friendly and uh, friendly person they met in the woods who gave her this special vest and they have to get to safety they get to safety and then it turns out surprise surprise friendly person it's not friendly person but it's also an android and Mm -hmm. it's all been a a long con and um she's still pregnant oh she's giving birth she's giving birth by now yeah by this point whilst unconscious and um, so now the husband the, the boyfriend lost his legs he's all messed up so he's gonna die soon and so it's basically her and the baby fighting off the entire android population, which they do. 
with an EMP. Yeah, of course there's an EMP involved. Of course there's an EMP involved. Of course there's an EMP involved. Did we learn nothing from the Matrix? So that it's happens. not, no, it's just, it's just, it's just a, it's not like an EMP sitting around everywhere. It's an EMP in a hospital. She manages to get down to the basement where the EMP is and just as they're crashing the gate, like all yes. the androids ever, she manages to flip the switch. All of them kind of switch shut off and they get away. But by now, boyfriend it is, is very he's it's it's so it's and the thing is we we skipped lots of crap that happened to yeah, them in I'm, between. I'm giving you a high level picture. Oh my! But it's anyway, bad. The, I think you see, I think that is all bad and all stressful, and particularly stressful if you're if you're giving birth or you're you're pregnant and you're heavily pregnant, and your boyfriend's being a complete useless idiot at times, and then he gets mortally injured. But the sad bit is um, they discover that there's some boat that will take them to safety. So they get there, him bleeding heavily with no legs in a wheelchair. Her just given birth, this tiny baby, only to find out that the boat will only take the baby. Mm. So you then have this heartbreaking scene that I think is the best scene in the entire film where they have to say goodbye to the baby. She writes the baby a letter and then the boyfriend dies because of blood loss. So Mm -hmm. it's just her again. And that is heartbreaking. And we pretty much <laughs> summed up the entire... I mean, do definitely... If you haven't seen it... Well, you shouldn't have listened to this. If you, have, you. if you have seen it, you know what we're talking about. It it's is... So it's It's just a lot of bad. And I think Chloe is such an amazing actress in this film, or actor yeah. in this film. She's really great. I really felt that, that... I was in tears with the baby giving away scene. I just thought that was... I just thought how much to go through. First of all, everyone's dead. Then it's androids. Then your boyfriend gets mortally injured. Then you have a baby in very stressful circumstances. And then you have to give the baby up. And then the boyfriend dies. It's just a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. But even though that was a lot, and even though we felt it was a good movie, it wasn't received well. And apparently Rotten Rotten Tomatoes gave it 32%. It did like a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And I feel I feel like this is we when we watch movies sometimes we sometimes tend to enjoy it, but we don't enjoy the stuff that other people sometimes like. And I've noticed that about us. We will watch something and find out that it was universal, not even universally panned, but it wasn't as good as we we thought it was in like other people's eyes or critics didn't like it when that was actually pretty decent i don't understand why maybe we're just a really good barometer of wrong (laughs) so like (laughs) if everyone else loves it you can guarantee we won't and vice versa yeah so maybe we should be used as the barometer to tell these things especially with that movie because that 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 was that was tough that was a tough watch so the choice is which one first? Would you want to go with cheer or do you want to go with? No, yeah, I want to talk about love, uh, the too hot, too hot to handle. Yeah, you're dying, you're itching to talk about that, aren't you? Well, because it's the complete opposite to Mother Android. All right, so too hot to handle. If you don't know what this is about, it's a show about people who are in the public eye or to no, them, maybe even to themselves. They're supposed to be really good looking. No, it, it okay. It's a show where they get a bunch of quite young, and by young I mean in their 20s, very attractive people, fairly homogenous looking, the majority of them pretty much all looking fairly similar. Um, Didn't I just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Who believe that they're going to be on a show called Pleasure Island, 
only to find out that actually they're not on a reality show called Pleasure Island, they are on a reality TV show called Too Hot to Handle, where the point is you're not a, they are not allowed to have any sexual contact, mm-hmm. contact with anyone else on that island. They have to form meaningful relationships, and every time they do have sexual contact, by which we mean kissing, touching, in any form, they lose money, and the pot starts off at something like $100,000 or more. Yeah. Can I just point something out, though? We watch season three. Yeah, but I've watched other no, seasons. No, no, no. But you'd think by now that if... No, the, do you know how they did that? Because the thing is, it's, it's no, the no, same, no. isn't it the same gambit as the season one? Yeah, no. Because what they did was... So this is season three. Season two, they filmed season two. Literally two weeks after they finished filming, they made season three. So it hadn't aired. What about season one, though? Don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you've seen season one, it's not that big a show. But but if it's you've not seen like Love it, Island. oh god, if you've seen Love Island, is not big. It's massive. Is it's it? worldwide? In in what universe? This one? Well, not the one that you live in, apparently. But definitely not. <laughs> I ain't watching. No, I've never watched it either, but I know that it's absolutely huge. I th- I think I think if you if you're watching Love Island, you're probably going to watch Too Hot to Handle, really. Well, it's it's very similar, apart from the, sort of yeah. The, anyway. They, they have to not do anything with the other participants. And, yeah. of course, every kiss is, like, three grand and the money pot starts to dwindle very rapidly. And then people come and people go and they um, swap the partners and so on. And the idea is they're supposed to form meaningful relationships in the course Whatever. of, like, three weeks, which, of course, <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. Um, but it's Shut basically uh, just very beautiful people running around in bathing costumes what I will say is that if nothing else, we should be very impressed about how highly cut those girls' swimming costumes were. Like See how much waxing did those girls have to do to get on that show? Do you really care though? I think there's quite a lot of pain involved. I know, but I'm I'm stuck on the fact that I feel as though, and I know you said that it's subjective, but I feel as though. I'm being pushed to think that these people are sexy and attractive. And to be honest, I, I don't think that a lot of them are. And that's that's just my opinion. And I think I'm entitled to my yeah, opinion that, being that I don't fine. necessarily need to be falling in love with these people. I'm just finding that I'm watching this show and, and not always on purpose. Sometimes I walk in the room and it's on. But I'm watching this show and I'm like, this... And I've said it whilst watching. I'm like, what the hell is this foolishness but that's all very well but don't forget that every i think it's fair to say that every generation has its beauties and finds different types of features attractive so a lot of these young people who are in their 20s who are on this show have grown up with social media that has told them that lip fillers and cheek fillers and Mm -hmm. botox and um heavy contouring and you know, enhanced assets are beautiful. And you are not 20 and didn't grow up with that beauty aesthetic. So I don't think it's really aimed at 40-something-year-olds. I think it's aimed at 20-something-year-olds who do find this aesthetic very, very beautiful and very attractive. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to just let that one go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to try and make a point. I'm just going to leave it completely. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that I think it's a, it's a fun, mindless show, which is entirely... I, I don't think it's realistic. I, I mean, it's I'd say it's at the very 
it's very loose to say it's a reality TV show. The thing that is real is that there this number of people on an island. That's about as real as it gets. The rest of it is telling someone you love them after forty eight hours. What yeah, the... is is listen. Let me. <laughs> I think it's it's you know and and it's unrealistic because you never see them cook. So they obviously have a team of private chefs. Yeah. You never see them do laundry. So obviously they're living somewhere that's fully catered and with full staff. Um, there's camera crew in every single one of their private intimate moments. There's cameras in the bedrooms so that all of the intimate moments there are captured. So it's about as far away from real life as you can possibly get. But I think it's very interesting to watch the, the psychology of it. However, however, I would say that it portrays an unrealistic expectation of what it means to start a relationship and be in a relationship and what a relationship really is and, and you can tell that because after if you if you look up all these um participants in, in the show now none of them are together none of course not of course none of them they were in love though apparently so but and they, and i would if i was sort of early 20s i would find that you know it's so easy you, you meet someone on an island and you fall in love and you profess your love and and you're both very attractive and life is golden and i would find that quite difficult to perhaps balance with reality versus expectation but which is why i think it's such an interesting show because i can't imagine this show being on in the 80s what i mean what's the closest show that you could get to this that's the black dating thing blind date yeah you think so yeah, because that's just unrealistic. What, out of three people, you're going to meet your perfect person. Go on holiday with them when you win the prize. You can damn well try. I think they did have a couple of marriages. I mean, I don't know if those marriages survived. And, you know, even in Big Brother, they have had some successful relationships and marriages. So who am I to say that it's not realistic? But Okay. okay. That's not how I, how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, was, we weren't supposed to go on this long But we're going to wrap up with Cheer Season 2 I believe Yeah, season 2 of Cheer So if you haven't seen it Cheer is a show about a college or high school No, college actually, sorry And it's cheer team So these are all cheerleaders And I, I remember watching season 1 and liking it I wasn't surprised that I liked it Because I liked those kind of shows like um all or nothing that's on uh, amazon prime about following a team's progress so there's been like american football there's been basketball ones there's been football like soccer and they've had got a cheer series and they had also a show called um last chance you that's it so last chance you was about young people um but we're talking about cheer yeah we are but their last chance to play and this is what i'm getting at this is pretty much some of their some of them are this is their final chance to get a title, a national title in cheerleading. But this show captures you because it's character. I found the characters interesting for once. Not all of them are, and all of them are in every single show that I've mentioned. But in this one in particular, it was interesting to see how athletic they are, how much effort they put into the sport, how much they love the sport. I didn't get the sense that they didn't like each other. I mean, obviously behind, behind closed doors, you don't really know, but... I've got the sense that they had each other's backs in season one. That is now you watch season two, season two, they bring in more about the other team. So they were kind of rivals. So they're main rivals at another school. And I felt like when you're watching it, you got a 
better sense of what the rivalry was like because in season one you didn't really hear much about this other team and this other coach but now season two we're hearing a lot more what were your opinions and who was your favorite character or person should i say he's not even a character who was who who did you like and dislike in this season two well, I think you've forgotten that I didn't actually watch season one. Didn't you watch season one? No, I just watched it as I walked in that room and you always had it on. And I see the differences. I don't care about any team sport related shows whatsoever at all. I have zero interest and I just couldn't care less about not only the sport, but the people in it because that doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of really watched the last few episodes of season one where they were having that big competition yeah and just just watching them made me feel tired it felt like really sweaty exhausting thing to have to do but i do admire their physical ability and prowess and i can absolutely see that it takes a lot of work and dedication i would Mm. not wish to undermine that in any way but i thought in season two which i did watch probably the coach whose name i forget Do do you mean monica monica I think she had quite a rough time of it. Yeah. Um, she's essentially blamed for anything that could ever go wrong, regardless of whether it's in her control or out of her control. And I think she has a quite a tough job. Cheer is obviously her life. And she's got to work with these young people who have varying degrees of ability and has to get them to the standard where they will win. I thought she did an admirable job considering that's quite a lot of effort to go to. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's just like a factory, isn't it? Every year, more cheerleaders will come. Every year, the same competition will happen. Every year, someone's going to win it. As much as you don't enjoy watching these kind of shows, I do. And I find it interesting and entertaining. I just like to know how people are training for things. I like to see how people prepare um because i've had a lifetime of sports myself i've played different games different sports team sports individual sports so when i see a show like this i tend to gravitate to it and watch it and for once you watched one with me which was this and you got to see just how exhausting (laughs) this stuff is i just um you come from a background of loving sports and being in sports enjoying sports and I come from a background of avoiding sports as much as possible particularly team sports because I'm not a team player yeah and um so that dynamic doesn't interest me but I think it's something that you connect with and resonates because you've got those experiences of different types of personalities and as we all know cheer was beset by its own special problems which Mm -hmm. they did address in season two with a whole episode yeah but i feel like that should not overshadow how much effort and training these people put into no cheer because it was one person in particular if you haven't we'll we'll leave it well if you if you haven't heard about it it's um the the person that we're referring to is called jerry but we'll leave it it is uh, a tough subject to talk about but I think if you watch it you'll get a sense of you know how difficult it was for the coach herself mm-hmm. um, the other teammates um, and generally every anyone within that kind of small circle that was at that particular college at that particular time on another note something I think that we really had empathy for was a lot of these young people were preparing to go for this big competition and of course the pandemic hit 
so all those I think it's two years of training they do or a year of training about, they I think do. it's about a year year and a bit maybe they were unable to perform you know at the designated time they had to wait until I think the year after mm. um, so there were people who of course were no longer at that college who could not participate and you could see the heartbreak and the grief of those students who had trained essentially for nothing because they couldn't compete um and one of them said it was the end of her cheer career well it technically was yeah it technically was the end of her cheer career so it was and she didn't get to no, go to the competition not at all so that was quite sad and i think a lot of us are very aware of how in particular young people have been affected by the pandemic as in not having those school experiences so i thought that was well handled by netflix yeah i i i believe with a lot of these shows i think it's the same production team or the same set of directors who do them and you can really see from the style of how they do it because i know you haven't watched the other ones but if you watch more of these netflix um, shows which are based in reality which are about people going about their day whether they're um, into sports or not it's usually the same team and it just gives you a good clear idea of you know the pressures the highs and the lows um that happen around you know these situations in these team sports but i i, I love it I, I i love these shows I, I can sit down and watch them all day like i'm i just finished um one on amazon so and it was like five episodes and literally like two less than two days <laughs> so that is it that's that's our roundup of this week of netflix i hope we can do this again i think we should do this every week yeah don't roll your eyes don't roll your eyes lady <laughs> okay all right so thank you for taking the time to sit with me and do this i know Welcome. i know i didn't have to force you that much yeah <laughs> silence is golden all right well cool i'm gonna s- switch off and let's get back to watching some more netflix then okay all right let's do, it. Let's do this